0: It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio.
1: Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California. And I know you have been noticing something strange is in the air. It's like there's kind of a spiritual warfare going on. I don't know if you noticed, but I saw on Facebook clearly advertising Satan's shoes. And they're like $1,000 a piece, and they actually have blood in them. What is going on? So I decided to reach out to Daryl Smith, who's an empath, and actually teaches empath education. Um, He's absolutely brilliant. um, And he would absolutely know exactly what we need to do so that we're not adversely affected. And I know a lot of the listeners are empath. They are spiritually inclined. This is the law of attraction. We believe in the universe. We believe in everything. But now it's time to uh, really get into understanding that perhaps we ought to understand a little bit more of the dark side of what's happening. So let's take a fast commercial break and we'll be right back with Mr. Daryl Smith. You're going to love this show. You're going to get so much out of it. So stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: It's here. It's hot. And it's a must read. It's the science behind the law of attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite law of attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net.
1: Did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind? Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com or call 951-201-2166. That's creativeguidedimagery.com.
0: You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Heard by millions worldwide through 38 internet radio stations and in over 135 countries. Be sure to sign up for your monthly updates and get all the latest information on LOA radio events, such as cruises, workshops, and seminars, as well as information on the latest shows, topics, and guests. Go to LOARadioNetwork.com and sign up today.
1: Well, welcome, Daryl Smith, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Thank you so much for being on. I'm so looking forward to discussing this very important topic today.
2: Thank you for having me, Jules. So I run an education platform called Empath Education, which you've seen online. Um, There are courses in spirituality, psychology, and mysticism, and meditation. So I've been a meditator for five years now, and it's, you know, it's just improved my life tremendously. So I'm teaching the ancient techniques from Raja Yoga from India, the eight stages to reach a Samadhi bliss state union of the brain, mind and body. Um, I'm also teaching the psychology around that, the psychological transformations which occur um, as you begin to meditate and as you begin to delve into your ego and your shadow and subconscious mind. There's a module in there on that course which teaches about binaural frequency for brainwave entrainment using frequencies in headphones to calibrate the two hemispheres of the brain to induce meditative states. Um, but the flagship program um, is the adult course. So, a little bit about me I was a course manager for a private college in the UK. I ran an A level program in music production. So sound engineering, I used to teach music theory, music composition, um, sound engineering, composing for film and TV, and music business. Wow. And I had the most successful program out of nine colleges in the country for that business. I had the highest attendance and highest pass rates. And it was because I used to teach my students how their brain works, how their mind works, how to manage their mental and emotional wellbeing. And that's why they all turned up and got distinctions, right? so coming from that business and, and starting empath education i've just distilled everything i know into these programs to give people what what they need to know what i needed to know as a young adult which it t- took me 10 years to learn this stuff but the new course is the spiritual awakening course i just completed this in march um i've been through a spiritual awakening myself uh, five years into it now and it can be one of the most grueling experiences people go through in their life um, shedding the ego right shedding the ego and going through the dark night of the soul realizing the world isn't what you thought it was you aren't what you thought you were and there are a lot of uh, metaphysical principles around that as uh, energy starts to shed and things start to change in in routines and patterns and um i'm teaching all about this uh it's all grounded in depth psychology because that's all we have really we only have psychology so I, i'm teaching the psychology from india from six thousand years ago the the Ayurvedic science of a spiritual awakening i'm teaching alchemy from the 1500s what the alchemists were saying about alchemical stages of transmutation i'm also teaching about astrology on then there's a mod- module on astrology and astrological conditioning um, so that course is designed to help people orient themselves towards uh, becoming their highest versions of themselves right
1: Oh, wonderful. Well, there is a particular reason I wanted to bring you on. Yes. Um, this, this, um, what I just saw shocked me. Um, and it was on Facebook. And it was this actor who is promoting Satan shoes.
2: Ah, yes.
1: And they're filled with blood mm. in the soul. There's blood, real blood.
2: Yep, I know about this, yep
1: you do know about this and i'm thinking okay what the heck now i i'm was has now i've been a very spiritual person i do uh believe in christianity but i never really put two and two together with the devil i just it just never popped up and now it hit me in the face going holy cow there are people out there and these shows, there are 666 Should Yeah,
2: you- yeah. I'd like to break this down. I've analyzed it. Please. Yeah, I've analyzed it. So Lil Nas is um, he's a, a music artist, you know. Now, what we need to know is that Hollywood and these big record labels, they are controlled by Illuminati, you know, societies and um, black magicians. So the artist himself, Lil Nas, he's just been given the platform to to play a role and and perform, right? Now, what's what's interesting is that Nike have come out and said that they are going to sue him because he did not have permission to modify all those shoes. So they are apparently distancing themselves from him. He made half a million dollars selling those shoes. I'll I'll talk a little bit about the symbolism and the blood and all that. But... Nike are now saying they're going to sue him because he didn't have um, the rights to use their product in that way. Now, what I think is that, well, it's a big money maker for both of them, for Nike and for him, you know, because it's got the whole world looking in at them. But this is essentially what black magic is. So black magic is the principle of overriding the will of somebody else. Now, The fact that Lil naz is promoting satan in his video um i saw that he said a comment about this that because he's a a gay man he was condemned by the church and condemned by christians so this was his kind of like rebellion to show um that you know he can flaunt and and be himself right Um, and he's doing it in this um facetious way and it's it's quite funny when you watch the video. Also, I think the music is is really silly and dumb. You know, I'm a musician myself. I'm a composer. And when I listen to the frequencies and the melodies and the hooks in uh, these artists' songs, I, I think it's very dumb. It's very monotonous and it's, it's kind of hypnotizing. But that's what they're going for. Because sound and vibration is a frequency which does program and embed into our minds and uh, programs our cellular vibration, right? So there's that element to it. But you see, whether or not he is worshipping Satan and whether or not Satan's a real deity, we don't know. But what I do know is that these Illuminati societies and this elite cabal, they are worshipping entities in other dimensions. They're worshipping spirits and entities in other dimensions that do things for them, that bring them energy, right? But you see... The, all these industries are essentially black magic you know i even say the meat industry is black magic because it's overriding the will of another being you know it's it's the transference of fear and suffering of that being into a product and the transference of energy into money right but then we get that as a some people who eat meat get that as a an energy source as well for their body right. so you know I, I look at all of these things from from that perspective you see black magicians in, in the Uh, 1300s you know all these wizards they would live in spire towers and they'd have their minions and they would cast spells but now the wizards are people who own uh, corporations and own factories and you know they have all their minions doing the bidding for them but Hollywood and the music industry is just the same the problem is is the fact that we have all of this imagery in our faces right and the 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 real problem is that it's targeted at the children at the the youth they're listening to this music they think it's cool they think it has some symbolism and some meaning which they are adopting into their own identities and it's very fun because viscerally that that music video for little nazis very viscerally enthralling right and it's gripping uh, you know i think the music's silly but the video there's a lot of effort that's gone into that so let me tell you something. I, I watched this podcast in America of these hip-hop artists and they said they had a letter written to them by a very successful big-named artist in the 90s. He was a rapper. And he said he was invited with all the, of the artists on that label to a mansion in Hollywood. And they were presented uh, by a man, a man in a suit in a meeting who said, we own the record label and we also own the private prison business now we are getting government contracts to fill these private prisons what we need you to do as artists is to cast the message of anger fear violence to get people behaving in that way to fill up these prisons and then the artists were given an opportunity to get a stake in those private prison businesses so it just shows you what these industries like these mainstream music industries it's 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 all predicated on fear and suffering black magic essentially
1: and that is black magic,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because what I'm finding, and I normally don't get fearful, but when I saw those shoes, I got very fearful. I got scared.
2: Well, it's an illusion, Jules, you know, it's it's just a product, there's some symbology on that and it invokes fear in you, but that's exactly but, what but they the want, the fact right?
1: that some people, Are purchasing them because they sold out in a matter of minutes.
2: And they were reselling them for high prices.
1: A thousand dollars. So it's like, okay, who are the ones that are buying this and why? So it's like a major civilization upturn.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I also do believe that a lot of people are just into, you know, people collect figures and, you know, people love the Marvel universe and Star Wars and all sorts of stuff like that and i just think people like to collect things especially you know shoe collectors they they collect Nike shoes and it's a limited edition shoe so i think on some level some people are just they they don't realize what's really happening what the context is of that service and that transaction right so there's a lot of symbology embedded into it which is where you know people like me and you see deeper into it and we see what it's actually doing the cause and effect upon society and, and population with the 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 programming the, that that black magic programming
1: yeah because it's actually making the dark side a a normal
2: more occurring. apparent yeah, yeah more apparent and, and they're trying to normalize it
0: yeah uh, and, like, and they do this the with
2: heck? yeah well they do this with the music right you look yeah. at all the the main artists and um, it's you know it's it's all about sexuality and and Talking about drugs and you know all this stuff, which is actually, I think it is spiritual warfare. Um I did talk about that WAP song by I forgot the artist's name, I don't even know the name, but um I, I did talk about this when it came out. And, you know, it's targeted at children again, this kind of music, and it's it's programming the minds of children to think that this behavior and this attitude is normal and accepted. So I'll talk a little bit about how this actually affects the psychology of people. It's all about ego. See, the Western capitalist society is predicated on ego. The ego is the self-identity, our sense of I, and the ego operates on fear. We fear not being loved. We fear not having value. We fear not fitting in. So the whole matrix of society is predicated upon that so that the ego can be aggrandized. Now, when we have principles like all this um, satanic black magic, you know, put into the music and and the kids are listening to it. Well, it's just solidifying their sense of I and that they're different and that they can have an attitude and they can be defiant. Right. I think that's what's happening on a psychological level, that we're seeing more defiance and more attitude problems with the young. Um, You know, I used to teach in a college and, and teach young teenagers and the music they're listening to. It is aggressive. I mean, Jules, I'm a guitarist. I play in a rock metal band, right? And the reason I play in that style of music is because the tones and, and the distortion on the guitar, the shapes, the rhythms, that, that touches uh, a part of me, you know, m- my deeper, darker emotions. And music is an alchemical uh, process, right? But you see these record labels, which are pushing all of this monotonous like weird pop music with all this imagery the the people aren't realizing the, the powerful effects it actually has on, on the subconscious mind and the programming which occurs there because now it's it's becoming normal that oh <laughs> this guy can you know play with the devil and then that gets people curious doesn't it it gets people curious on the fact that well perhaps the devil's real perhaps satan's real perhaps i should get into that and that is just like what's tearing society apart, right? Now I think that Christianity has been pushed to the fringes in this new age. I think a lot of people are having a spiritual awakening where they are coming away from religion. They're coming away from religions because it has too too much dogma and too many rules, sure, which, which don't necessarily apply to a postmodern. Western society, right? Because how many Christians have had premarital sex when premarital sex is (laughs) condemned in the Bible? So you see what I mean there, but it's all good, but we we take what suits us, but we we can't apply all of it. So people are having a spiritual awakening now, right? And they're beginning to realize that there are forces of light and forces of dark. And this isn't necessarily Jesus and the devil. This is movements. This is movements of consciousness Movements within groups of people. And there are some very powerful people at the top of this dominance hierarchy in this Western capitalist society. That's the people who run the banks, you know, and who fund the government and sway things and control narratives. And I'll just explain a little bit about that dominance hierarchy, right? So we think it's the most intelligent people that climb to the top of corporations and and become politicians and presidents and prime ministers. But it isn't intelligence, it's it's conscientiousness and and competence. Now, the most conscientious people climb to the top of these roles, right, where, where they're leading other people. Now, the difference between intelligence and conscientiousness, intelligence is the ability to think abstractly, but conscientiousness is the ability to implement abstract ideas. Now, to be conscientious or extremely conscientious, you have to be devoid, devoid of empathy. Because me and you, Jules, we m- might not do so well managing a business with thousands of people and having to sack like 500 people. Yeah, You're hot, You'd feel that in your heart. You'd have a hard time doing that. But you Fair. see these, these people, these CEOs, these heartless CEOs who are very conscientious and they have no problem doing that because, well... Who are the most conscientious people who are devoid of empathy? empathy? Psychopaths and sociopaths, because the part of their brain, the amygdala, which is processes emotion and it connects to the central nervous system, the part of their brain isn't working as our brains work. So they aren't feeling empathy and they aren't perceiving the way we perceive. So these people at the top of this dominance hierarchy, aren't really feeling anything which is why i think to a degree that the, the satanism and, and luciferianism and all of this stuff it's all just the packaging the the metaphysical spiritual symbolic packaging around what their true practices are the true practices of occultism and magic magic is the science and art of causing change to occur in conformity with will. i think all of that is just a light show around what they're actually doing what they're actually doing is getting people to behave in certain ways right we're all being programmed to behave in certain ways and we're being programmed to fight and disagree with each other which is one of their tactics it's it's divide to conquer which is why they use the music industry to do this to get the youth defiant and rebellious against but you know that that's an issue in itself that the youth everyone's qualifying with degrees now and master's degrees but They can't get jobs right because the market's so saturated. And so that's another problem we need to fix. You know, I'm trying to cast light on this and bring awareness to this. And we we need to fix this and find some resolutions here. But yeah, there's a spiritual war going on right now, right? And we're all waking up to realize all this stuff.
1: Well, some of the kids, though, today, they will eventually grow out of it won't they i mean yeah. that's what i've experienced just seeing the progression of my grandkids they get older and they sort of move on
2: yeah, yeah it's dealing phase, with you know, real life it's a phase you know i had a phase when i was a young teenager listening to all sorts of styles of music which i wouldn't listen to now you know it just served me for that time but in this phase that people are going through it's like what is the cause and effect of that yeah. what is the true cause and effect of that phase and how much damage is it going to cause um you know p- people are being told you know that people are searching for meaning but they're not being told how to discover that meaning are they um they're just being told go on youtube go on netflix gambling pornography fast food right. all this stuff it's addiction right and i think I think a lot of young people are starting to wake up because through the lockdowns of last year, especially in the UK, and we're still in lockdown, people have exhausted those endless streams of entertainment and gratification. And I think people are searching for a higher transcendent meaning in their lives, thinking this can't be it, this can't be everything, right? So people are starting to wake up a little bit to say, hold on a minute, things aren't really what they seem. Um, And this is astrologically predicated because we did enter the age of aquarius on the 21st of december 2020
1: that's right
2: the conjunction of saturn and jupiter which the minds described as the age of aquarius and a new golden age for consciousness you know the the planets and astrology it really does determine the movements within consciousness and what's occurring within us and for anybody who isn't sure of astrology I, i use um this concept that the full moon when it's illuminated it creates the ocean tides because it has a gravitational pull on the earth now we are 70 percent water our brain chemistry our hormones and our biochemical frequency is all predicated by the moon and it's it's cycles right and and police get training on this in the uk they get astrological training because it's it's um it's known that most crimes are committed on a full moon because it sends some people just mad and you know statistically proven and I spoke to a police officer who told me this that they get training on that to be aware on a full moon.
1: Wow.
2: And we just had a full moon on Sunday in the sign yeah. of Libra, a full moon, you know, so full moons are seen as the the end of a cycle in the month and, and and some females do get their um ovulation at that time. you know, so a full moon is seen seen as the end of a cycle and it's it's to release release all that emotion. And I definitely felt it on Sunday the full moon all this emotion and you know my karma coming up in me thinking about how I've got to this point in my life and stories of the past and all those emotional tethers to people you know I've had to let go of all of that stuff coming up for release right because that's that's what the moon helps us to do but the planets all have you know qualities and the condition aspects of consciousness so as we entered this age of Aquarius I released a video on my Instagram to, to tell people what we can expect this year we can expect more illumination on things, more illumination on the shadows and on the darkness in societies and narratives. We, we, we can expect to see more intelligence rising, empathy and compassion rising, right? Uh, which I do believe is happening. I really do believe it's happening. Do you see that happening, Jules?
1: Yes, I, I do, I do, um, but it's slow. It's not as fast as we need it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which is why you're doing what you're doing and I'm yeah. doing what I'm doing, right, to, yeah. to get this message out, to help people to come into awareness of this. So, so
1: what, what, what can we tell parents who are listening and are nervous about their behavior of their children, uh, especially the teens? And they're going through this and they're, they're like, hmm. are they going to be okay?
2: Yeah, they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. You know my mother was probably terrified you know hearing the music that was coming out of my bedroom when i was a teenager <laughs> you know but then she's come to see me play in my rock and metal bands and it's very heavy music you know screamy heavy music so all i'd say to the to parents is just be present just as long as you're present because nothing can really break that that connection between mother and child and father and child right it's all about the energy with the children the children can go off and do drugs and drink alcohol and do all sorts of things but they'll always return and always ground themselves because that's how we learn right we have to learn by making mistakes and, and going through phases and you know i'm not a parent but i do understand the empathy that you know i wouldn't want my child listening to that music but i can't control their will they have free will they can go and listen to and look at whatever they want and they can make their own distinctions about it right. But as long as I'm present and they know who I am and they know my values and how much I care, then I'm going to be confident that that's always going to be a tether which is going to bring them back and ground them. You know, If you plant that seed there, it will blossom.
1: So what about um, then what is happening in the future as far as adults and the planet and what we're going through? So it happened on December 21st Mm -hmm. The age of Aquarius. Okay, so what are we anticipating for the next couple of months then as far as aggression or well, this is just a crazy time in the world.
2: Yes, yes. It it really
1: is is. with politics. I don't know if you're following American politics, but it's totally bizarre. This is the first time in our history that things are happening like this. We've Mm -hmm. always had a better understanding yeah, everyday politics and now it's like totally bizarre.
2: So I've, I've been following politics closely, American politics closely. Um, now, I think it's necessary that we see this dissolution and we see Biden mess everything up um, to a degree. And I'm also hearing, you know, counter narratives of what's going on behind the scenes. Um, I don't want to really go into that today, but, th- but I will say that those counter narratives do give me hope do give me hope. What I believe, Jules, is that it's the individual's responsibility to raise their vibration because we are not separate. When the individual raises their own vibration, it raises the vibration on the planet. And if we can all raise our vibration, we will all ascend to the desired timeline, the desired outcome. But for that to, you know, happen, we just have to see all this stuff happening, all this stuff come out, you know, all this darkness come out and like last year with the lockdowns in the uk people are just suffering 22 percent of businesses have gone bankrupt never to recover people have lost their jobs you know anxiety depression has spiked drug abuse has spiked alcoholism domestic abuse child abuse mental illness all these things have just inflated right because we, we we've just been punished by being isolated But as a society, I think it's necessary and essential that we see these things now because we have to come together through humanitarian aims right, and humanitarian projects to give energy to these things. And I think in a weird way, you know, it's going to bring us closer together. I've suffered myself with, you know, depression throughout last year, um, as as of many, many people. And we're going through a collective dark night of the soul right now, but we need to purge that inner darkness and and see our wounds and see our suffering and bring it to the surface of our awareness, right? So that we can actually consciously decide to take action and do something about it. Now, I I don't want-
1: Excuse me, just for a second. Couldn't that action be something as simple as taking off the damn mask?
2: yes yeah and to be honest I've, I've never worn one i never wear one when i go to supermarkets and you know when i'm asked i say i have a medical exemption and they say okay that's what you need to say right They well, um, don't
1: accept it over here but
2: well hope, hopefully things change um you see I, I just stand firm in my vibration firm in my belief and my will that i'm safe i'm radiating positive energy and i think people can pick up on that right
1: right Right.
2: So I don't get challenged. But yeah, with the mask thing. Yeah. And pe- people just need to take off their, you know, let's talk about the psychological mask, the identity, the persona people are wearing. People need to shed that too and, you know, be, be real and, and, and stop pretending, you know, that everything's okay and you know, they need to face themselves. Sorry.
1: What, what I'm discovering is that people are feeling more and more comfortable with that mask they're hiding behind.
2: Yeah.
0: And
1: they don't have to project themselves. And I see that as a major detriment as well. They don't realize that they're hiding behind it. So a lot of people are so comfortable with that, that they are just fearful of having it removed. And that's yeah, a sad it's, state.
2: It's becoming normalized, isn't it? It's um becoming normalized now. So... When I look at this and I look at the, the psychology of the, a general person, you know, the ego, it's, it's all ego-based activity because the ego is fearful. The ego doesn't want to be hurt. So people believe that, you know, just wearing the mask is going to protect them from getting uh, a deadly virus and, and dying from it. You know, when it's scientifically proven that masks don't work.
1: They don't work. They don't work.
2: So this is all just a control mechanism override the will of the people which is black magic you know it is advertising people to do something that they wouldn't normally do um but you see people just believe the mainstream media and believe believe the news and believe what people on a screen are telling them for the most part don't they because it's just drilled and repetition through repetition it's drilled into their minds and so they believe it and they they trust the experts and trust the science and all of that stuff but you know, it, it, it just isn't the case that, that masks work. So,
1: so do you think then we should do a movement of having people gather without masks going to certain locations?
2: Well, they have been doing that here in the UK. You oh, know, we just had slow. a protest the other weekend in London. Over 100,000 people marched to bad. the center of London, you know to protest for freedom free freedom of all rights and liberties and you know no one was wearing a mask so it's just that was just the a protest against fear essentially
1: yeah well people are getting arrested here for not wearing a mask uh they just arrested a, a pregnant woman for not wearing a mask it's just like
0: mm.
1: okay this has got to this has got to stop so what you would suggest then is that we get in large groups of people and just don't wear the mask
2: try it see what happens (laughs) i'm sure (laughs) i'm sure it will inspire more people to um eliminate fear right you know what
1: you're right it would inspire more people
2: yeah it just takes one person it just takes one person and when i when i'm in a supermarket here in the uk and I, i see many other people not wearing masks now and i You know, I give that person a a nod uh, to acknowledge, you know, because I know they're they're essentially in the same vibration of me, which is not fear. You know, it is strength of will and vibration and and love and peace. And I haven't got time for any of that that other stuff.
1: That's that's good. Now, I was just um, talking even on Facebook that I have not met a person that has been sick with COVID for the entire year. I just haven't, well, wait, I take that back. There's one person, but nobody else has been sick. So I'm not seeing the effects. I don't, I'm don't. i not fearful because I haven't seen anybody that really got it. Yeah. But yet people are critical of me of even saying that. Boy, I really get yelled yeah. at. And it's well, like, it... I don't know. I'm not seeing it. Where is it?
2: <laughs> well, the problem is, the mask is a virtue signal and it's also a virtue signal to have empathy and to care about the elderly and and people dying from this virus isn't it but you see what these people don't know is that 8 million people died of starvation in 2019 2 million people died of coronavirus in 2020 thereabouts so you know what are we doing about that why why people not you know empathetic and virtue signaling about that So you you just need to think about these actual facts and these contexts and and put it in perspective.
1: Good point, good point. So I I have a feeling I'm going to get a lot of people Um, talking to me about this but that's that's okay if you disagree that's fine but it's time that we move forward in life we cannot be isolated anymore we can't be hiding behind a mask anymore and if you're in agreement with that then you need to go and stay in your house
2: everybody is free to do what they want to do right but we have to respect everybody's choice right so here's the other argument right the other argument is that if you have the vaccine you you are protected from becoming seriously ill from contracting the virus but it doesn't mean that you can't contract the virus or spread it you can still get the virus and spread it even after having the vaccine so what's the point what's the point of everyone having the vaccine if you're vaccinated you're okay if i'm not vaccinated well you're protected from getting seriously ill anyway so you don't need to worry about me so I don't understand all the you know
1: i don't either and that is a very very well put what you just said because there is the thing i i have to admit i am not vaccinated and i choose not to be um but i'm also i don't think that i'm unhealthy that i'm going to spread anything
2: well you look very well my dear
1: oh thank you (laughs) I'm a person of my age
2: <laughs> you see i believe that you attract what you are this is the law of attraction right law and of attraction spiritual people always talk about manifesting and attracting but they don't understand that that aura is the cellular vibration in their body and, and their neurochemistry and their will and their thoughts and their emotions so you know if you just uh, strengthen your will and strengthen your vibration no harm will come to you
1: and you do that by meditating. Is every
2: day. Yes, every day. Every day. And every day when I meditate, I think of sending love out to everybody and love out to my friends and family. And, and magically, Jules, I see things getting better for those people. I see, you know, our relationships become more harmonious and, and things just flow better. Um, you know, so you're sending
1: out those vibes to yeah, them.
2: A lot of meditators are. A lot of meditators are. meditation is proven to change like frequencies in the brain and the body you know uh, to heal the self and you know that's essentially what magic is and the law of attraction is people always think about manifesting and they read the book the secret right and so they get a vision board and they put like a ferrari up on the vision board and you know they're trying to embed this stuff into their subconscious minds because they want a ferrari or something but you know it's much more intelligent to think about you know imagining like health and well-being and and love and abundance and peace for yourself because when you're in that vibration you attract everything you need you know and god aligns everything for you that you need you know who needs a ferrari but (laughs) you know I, i just think it's it's um it's better to focus on the things which are actually going to help us in the present moment move forward to be of greater service to others, right? And to make this world a better place.
1: So if we were to take your um, education course, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: what would we get out of it? What would, because I believe I'm an empath. Mm -hmm. Um, What would I gain from it? I would have a better understanding
2: Right, so it depends which course you want to take. There's the spiritual awakening course, there's the adult course, and there's the meditation course. So all of them are grounded in depth psychology. So they all have, all the modules have learning assessments because I'm encouraging self-inquiry. I'm encouraging people to write about their own experiences in relation to the topic shared, because when you write or type, you actually restructure pathways in the brain you're restructuring yourself okay you're recalibrating yourself um, in the adult course there's even a module on healing trauma a psychotherapy technique to heal trauma by doing this process i've done it and it's worked i've taught my friends how to do it and i've healed things that would just come back up you know traumatic experiences they couldn't let go of i've taught them to do this psychotherapy technique and they say you know, that, that they feel free of it and they no longer think about it anymore. So, I'm teaching this stuff. So, to be an empath, we're very highly sensitive, aren't we? We're very highly sensitive and highly tuned to all the gradient energy around us. And we pick upon the aura and the energy of other people, right? So, my courses, you know, they work for empaths, but they work for anybody. You know, you're going to get um, a fully fledged grounding in psychology and how to manage your own mental and emotional well-being with things you didn't know things about how your brain works how your psychology works about how your neurotransmitters work how to maintain those things i'm teaching all the science and philosophy around that as well
1: wow that sounds fantastic and it sounds like it's something everybody regardless of what they want to do is something that they all need to understand because that's our personal growth
2: yeah, and it's not being taught in colleges or schools uh-huh. in the UK here. And, um, you know, that, that's why I had a very successful program for that private business, because I was teaching this stuff in conjunction with music. I was saying to my students, you obviously you want to become a successful music artist, but you need to get this, the fundamental stuff right. You know, once you get the fundamental stuff right, the psychology, and how your brain works, everything else is just gonna fall into place and align.
1: Exactly, so that is the law of attraction. The law of attraction is going to fall in place. People are, you know, they say it doesn't work for me. Well, it does, you're just not knowing how to work it and you have yeah. got a path that you can show people through mm-hmm. the meditation, through these techniques, everything. This is how mm-hmm. they can fully engage And how they
2: can self-actualize, right? There you go. Become yeah. the highest versions of themselves
1: yeah so you that's see, brilliant.
2: people are thinking the wrong things they're eating the wrong things they're drinking the wrong things they're in habitual patterns and loops that they just can't break out of but i think when when some people and people who've done my courses have told me you know is the course has been life-changing for them because they've realized all this habitual programming and they're starting to make changes now i think once people realize this stuff and, and actually become consciously aware instead of unconsciously just uh having that propensity to satiate the habits, which keep their life in a perpetual loop, you know, they actually ascend, you know, karmically, vibrationally. They're ascending to a higher timeline within their life to to meet the highest version of themselves.
1: And like you said at the beginning, when you're eating an animal, you're ingesting their fear. You're taking on that fear of those slaughtering, being slaughtered.
2: A cow knows knows when it's being led into slaughter, you know, it knows. And just imagine the adrenaline and the fear energy vibrating through every cell in that animal's being before it has its throat slit. That's the fear energy. And you're
1: eating that fear.
2: People are eating that. And see, I think scientifically, this is how it works. If if you're eating like a, a, a steak, say, and it's full of that fear energy, the body's picking up on that and it's breaking down all the nutrients and amino acids but all of that energy but also it's keeping the body in a primal state in a carnivorous primal state which is a lower vibration within consciousness it keeps people in that primitive uh, primal brain programming where they are more aggressive more fearful and more ego you know more than the ego right which is um, just a trap essentially
1: That makes sense. So you're, you're covering all aspects of living and that's what's important. And that's what people have got to start to grasp. If we're going to shift on an upward trend, these are the things that we have to do. And we've got to start now because it's not getting better out there unless we do something about us.
2: There's a spiritual war. This is world war three and um, it's a spiritual war, Jules. And There are people who are controlling this this societal matrix with narratives and all these spells, right? And let me tell you something about this. So we know these Masonic societies at the top, they're they're worshipping entities and, and deities in other dimensions who are doing things well. Christians call these demons, Muslims call these jinns. Well, essentially what they are are entities in other dimensions and Buddhism depicts this very clearly in the wheel of samsara the cycle of death and rebirth it says there are six chambers i'll start from the bottom there's the demonic realm with discarnate spirits who are full of rage and act on rage perversion lust anger hatred there's the realm of the hungry ghosts ghosts who are addicts who cannot they have a void in themselves they cannot satiate they they constantly want pleasure and attention and all the things we have in the material realm. And I suspect a lot of poltergeists are those uh, discarnate, hungry ghosts that want energy from us, right? I'll explain a little bit more about that. Then there's the animal realm. Animals have, um, well, they're just in, in a constant state of survival and fear because it's it's a predatory realm. They're, they're in constant fear of being eaten, okay? So their base instincts, which we share with them, is to survive, uh, procreate, eat, mate and all that stuff. Then there's the human realm. And this is considered the greatest gift in in the whole wheel of samsara incarnation here is the greatest gift because we can change our vibration. We are not stuck. A demon is stuck in its vibration. A a discarnate spirit is stuck in its vibration in a metaphysical vibratory realm. Now in, in the human realm, we can choose, we can go anywhere with our vibration. We can take our mind and emotions anywhere which is why I think those spirits interfere with this realm, because they crave what we have. They crave all the carnal pleasures of the material realm. So above the human realm, we have the asura realm, which is where angels and deities uh, are formed upon. And, you know, in Christianity, it talks about angels, and a lot of people have experiences with their spirit guides and angels. Above that is the god realm, where, where the gods reside but the gods are running out of karma because they're not doing anything right. They're, they're in heaven they you know, and, and they're just, you know, getting everything they desire like Kings, but they're not doing anything to help the people. So they're running out of karma and their time's running out. So the focus is on the human realm. So we are really learning in this golden age to get our vibration, right? Learning all these spiritual principles and, you know, a lot of people do have poltergeist experiences and you know spirits coming into the home and messing about and that's because their vibration and their will and their aura is so diminished that it's attracting these discordant spirits so if anyone's ever had sleep paralysis have you ever had sleep paralysis Jules? yes i have yeah and you've seen a dark shadowy figure yeah 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 so we all see them and that's when we're Anxious, we're depressed, we're exhausted, we're fatigued. The brain mind body connection is withered in sleep paralysis between a, a waking state and a, a sleep state. The brain is resonating in a frequency, a, a REM state, where uh, we, we enter the astral realm and the, these spirits are attracted to our energy. Now, these spirits come from these lower vibrational realms to feed off our energy, fear energy, and it's called louche. Now, these elite cabals are farming us for loose, which is why they use the mainstream media and they're using this whole thing that they're experiencing right now to get us all resonating in fear because their entities they worship are feeding off this energy. So I'm reminding people, I'm reminding people to strengthen your vibration, eat well, stay hydrated, be in the vibration of love because there'll be things that will come into your life and mess around otherwise.
1: Okay, so that's what happened. And it just happened a few nights ago when I saw those devil shoes. Right, okay. That happened to me and I had horrible dreams about what a terrible person I am all night about me and just being, and I was just a horrible person.
2: Well, that's an inflection, isn't it? Into the subconscious self and your own shadow within yourself. So I I said earlier the shoe is an an illusion. You know what right. what they're doing with their symbology and, and so it's just an illusion. It's just a light shoe, right. but it's actually our inference we draw from it, which affects our spiritual energy. So I'm saying don't pay attention to it. It's just you know, laugh at it. It's just a joke, right? And you know, greater things are happening in the world. You know, more terrible things are happening than that, Jules. You know, yeah, children right. are being trafficked from all over the world. People are being trafficked, and terrible things are happening. So. Yeah. We think, well, are we powerless to do anything? Well, I, I think, no, we aren't. We're, we're coming together. You know, you're doing this show. I'm doing shows and we're, we're raising the vibration by casting awareness and all this stuff. And that vibration is love. When everyone's in the vibration of love, and love doesn't mean attachment. We, in the West, we tend to think it's a romantic attachment, but we know what happens with romantic attachments when they fall apart and then we're heartbroken. That's not love, that's infatuation, that's lust. Love is a state of being. Love is unconditional. OK, if you truly love somebody, you will let them go if they don't want to be with you, because you are love. Right. If you realize that. And this is what the, the Hindus and, and the Buddhists say that to reach enlightenment, it's realizing that. So when we're in love as a state of being, it's unconditional. OK, and when we can be in that state and just if things come, let them, if things go, let them. We just know that on a metaphysical level, subtly, things will start to improve and the shift will happen in our lives and for the lives of our loved ones when we eliminate fear, right?
1: Right. And being conscious of that. So when you
0: mm-hmm.
1: feel it, know that that's the moment that you have to really start letting go and turn inward. You have to start meditating at yeah. that time. You, that's not something that you can put off.
2: No a lot of people are seeking the answers now they're seeking a higher transcendent principle now aren't they so a lot of people are are gravitating towards these techniques and 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 this knowledge and this is why i designed empath education it's it's taken me four years to do this since i left my post as a teacher to do this and i've worked in the civil service as, as a government agent um and i've went back to teaching last year until the lockdown and the schools closed so i've, I've had time to do this and get these courses distilled and you know their dynamic experiences which which take people on on a course to realize some things they didn't realize about themselves before and, and to actually utilize some techniques yeah. to implement changes in their lives but this is like 10 years worth of my life i've, I've consolidated which i'm i'm trying to get out there to as many people as possible because i believe the world's just going to improve and if we learn all the right things learn all the right tools and have all the right knowledge then wonderful things will start to happen around that
1: wonderful and i really want to send people to your school um and they can get there by going to what is your email address i mean your um
2: the URL, okay. it's empatheducation.me. So empatheducation.me. That's that's Dot the address.
1: me. Okay. And Daryl, I can't thank you enough for coming on. This yeah, is thank you, so Joyce. informative. We really didn't talk about the law of attraction, but yet we did. In we'll every talk draft. about that
2: next time. Next <laughs> time, yeah.
1: yeah, I gotta have you back on. So wonderful. Thank you so much, my friend.
2: Okay, my dear. Thank you.